The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Twenty past five. Come and join us, AFL Footy Team Selections Night tonight. Just a couple of texts coming through before we at least uh, joins us on the line. Hi, Pete and Haggers. Why doesn't West Coast and Frio trade between themselves anymore? It makes perfect sense. They're good on your mic. Thanks for that on the temper of bedshed text line zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. There's, there's is it like East Roman and South Roman don't want to do I, business I with each other or West Perth and East I, Perth don't want to do business with each other? And I reckon at the height of their derby rivalries before the game had become like it has now where at, at the highest level it's it's a full-time profession. It's it's a $80 million a year turnover for West Coast, Fremantle pushing towards that. It's big business. The, the, the ugly... Derby behind the scenes stuff stays there. Mm. They'll be all polite on the service. But I, I think the answer to that question is that deep down West Coast don't want Fremantle people there, haven't wanted them because they've been arrogant enough to sort of say, well, they're not the type of person or player we need. Mm. We can go and develop our own. Last two years, that's not the case. This year with where West Coast are at, the, the worst position I think they've ever been in Worse than 2010 when they won four games and finished last because John Worsfold and Peter Sumich and Trevor Nisbet made a plan and a pact to build, rebuild the place without massive change. Just pull your damn, get your backsides in order. And so get you're on saying this is the worst they've ever been I since think it they is because started we're in 1987. Because we are questioning, a lot of us are questioning, you and I do it almost every session, Peter, probably ad nauseum because there are so many other issues that we could. Yeah. But West Coast, I think, is questionable. Their management over the last two years and the last several months is more than questionable. It is it, it is offensive. It's been mm. poor. They're in a poor position. They've got good draft picks. They've got a pick number one in the preseason draft. They've never had that before. They'd better get it right. And they've got a couple of young guns that want to leave, which is uh, ludicrous. Hello, Lise. How are you? Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim, you, you depressed you. You're making me depressed tonight, Kim. Come on, please, lift, lift. <laughs> um, I'm going to predict the Eagles are going to beat the Dockers on Saturday because I think the Dockers are going to come out and think that they're going to be a um, Eagles are going to be a pushover, um, and I think the Eagles will stand their ground. Um, you probably think I'm delusional, no, but anyway, I, that's I, what I'm going with. Just to support your positive approach, is that. I've got in my notes here. If if there's a problem for Fremantle at all, it just could be a complacency where they're at. But I don't think so because they realise where they're at in terms of their their marching. They want to march towards the top four. That's why I think no matter what the weather is, Fremantle could win quite comfortably. The other thing, the other sort of strategic and and matter of fact is that Fremantle's pace I think will be very imposing mm. on, on West Coast. Their pace through the midfield, their pace from down the defensive zones, and their pace around their forward zones. And I th- I think it can be similar at worst to the round three derby when Fremantle's smaller players and they they just run so impressively and have a five or six goal lead at half time. Now, now they could have blown West Coast off the park. West Coast kicks the last two goals to finish up with seven in that round three derby. Uh, Kennedy kicked one and Darling kicked his only goal. At the 30-minute mark of the last quarter, they kicked the last two goals of that game. My suspicion is it can be very similar, more so because I think Fremantle are switched on to not the, so much that this is a derby. This is a game they must win for their top four aspirations. Yeah, yeah. Complacency could be one. The other one too, Lisa... It could be Adam Simpson's ambush strategy. 
All week he's virtually talked a loss. Made excuses, six-day break. Oh, we were up. Uh, going to be hard for the players to get up. After and, the emotion of Josh Kennedy's yeah, farewell last and, Sunday. And, and forgetting that they lost that damn game to a bottom four team. Uh, if Fremantle fell for that ambush, it could be closer, but I still think Fremantle should win. Mm. What else, Lise, would you like to throw our way? Oh, yeah, just, just quickly, um, yep. oh, there's, there's three, three things I just want to quickly touch on. Um, firstly, on Rioli, I'd be very, very disappointed if he does leave the club for, you know, for how everybody's stuck by him. You know, two years on the sideline. And um, if he goes to Richmond, um, I reckon that's, that'll be very disappointing. And, and I, I don't, you know, admittingly, I'm not, you know, I'm not being callous or anything here, um, but he, I think his father's um, already had, his, you know, there's been a funeral. Yeah. And with the way that the, the club is at the moment, I just don't know why he hasn't come back to play um, on Saturday. Um, and um, I reckon Jermaine Jones, um, Haggis, I think they should play him in, in um, the centre on Saturday against Fremantle because he, he, he's quick, he, you know, he's a good user of the ball and he tackles and, he, you know, he's just, he's just so fast and, and he's very, very good, you know, controlling the ball. And also, too, um, um, Kim, with, with that um, Tim Kelly um, sling tackle um, yep. last weekend... Yep. What's the difference between that and Trent, and, and Trent Cotchin's on Wines? Wines' head hit the ground, and yet there was no, no, answer, no case to answer. Uh, I, I don't think the AFL is keen to take Richmond on. <laughs> I, I just think that's the tall poppy uh, factor. That's, that's a conspiracy theory. I, I'm with you. I think they were very similar tackles. In fact, what the Wines one uh, from Trent Cotchin was, was, was more damaging uh, more dangerous, I felt, uh, and also even with the the the, the Sam Berry one that that Kelly buried Berry, uh, it it didn't seem as vicious. It was more of a tackle, and he slung him. The game's trying to get that out of the game. I, I actually thought the Cochin one was more serious. Yeah. And, and but my answer to it is that there just seems to be favours to some of the Melbourne clubs. There's bigger favours to the Melbourne clubs. You know, and I'll give you another one to keep an eye to. I reckon Tom Barras is playing for his All-Australian spot in the Derby and then, heaven forbid, against the likes of Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron the following weekend. He's no lock for the All-Australian team because I think there's a Victorian-based bias that's working behind the scenes to keep him out of the All-Australian team having come from a bottom team over there. Unbelievable. And there's that sort of stuff. Good on you, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Even Andrew Brayshaw, Mm. I understand, is no lock for the All-Australian team, probably going to get in on the bench and maybe if he has a brilliant derby and a brilliant game against Western Sydney, sneaks into the to the starting 18. But it, it's, it yeah. just seems such an Eastern States bias yeah, in and so we have, many ways. And we have this conversation every year with yeah. the All-Australian. There's always uh, certainly controversy. But in the end, apart from your CV as a footballer, really what does it mean? Now, oh, Willer, it, we, it can mean money to yeah. certain boys in their contracts. Well, Rioli is an interesting story. Yeah. Can and I it, say with the Rioli one, I'm with Lisa. If You're he, with Lisa? If he turned his back on West Coast with what West Coast have done for him over the last three years, it would be disgraceful. Disgrace? That's absolute, a strong word. Absolute disgrace if Willie Rioli turns his back on West Coast. My concern with Willie Rioli, though, is this. I'm not convinced that he wants to do the hard yards that's going to be required from the moment this season finishes till the moment next one starts because he's overweight, he's unfit, and he needs to settle right down to be an elite level 
West Coast Eagles player to help their revival. I don't think he's thinking about going anywhere else in the AFL. If he's thinking twice about not taking this contract that he's been offered at West Coast, he's thinking about going home to the Tiwi Islands and give the game away because it's all become too hard for him. So you do think he'd be interested in maybe reuniting with family at Richmond and we know how the Indigenous boys like each other's company and they're supportive of each other. I know that uh, Liam Ryan has been very supportive of Willie Rioli and they've worked together well at the West Coast Eagles and often when one plays well, the other one plays well because they do feed off each other. It's a hard one. He's lost his dad. Uh, He's gone through a very tough period it might be a chance for him to reconnect with Morris Jr. and Dean at Richmond. It might be what he requires to get some strength mentally. I don't know, Hags. I don't know how he works. But on the other hand, I agree with you and Lisa, the West Coast Eagles have done as much as they can yeah. to try and get him back where he needs to be. Everything you've just said about going somewhere else for, for a mental stimulation to continue your career, do it at West Coast. Because he's unfit, Willie Rioli. He's not playing well. And he's been looked after for three years. And he has a contract offer on the table. Mm -hmm. Sign it. Get on a training program. And play an outstanding 2023 to help the club's revival. That's what really Rioli should be doing. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll get on to the temper of bedshed text line. Uh, there's a few coming through. 0487 736 736. Or the Scarborough Toyota open line that Lisa used at 13.12.55. You're with Pete of Lajos and Kim Hagdorn here on SENWA, wherever you may be listening around the state. It's 29 past five.